0: What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. I owe you a big apology. If you are somebody who you listen to my podcast on any consistent basis, you would know that I typically have this mantra of consistently apologizing for not being consistent on my podcast. And uh yeah it's 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 I have people who will sometimes in person or through a message they'll be like dude where's the next podcast and I'll be like it's coming and I'll say yeah and you know what else I'm going to start doing this very consistently and then sure enough 8 9 10 days go by and I haven't even touched it you know so uh apologies if you are a listener who you listen to anything I say by, in any form of consistency, uh, thanks so much for your support. Thanks so much to, uh, all of my listeners. And I say all as if it's like hundreds of thousands of people. It's not, uh, it's maybe a few dozen people who listen consistently. Uh, but I appreciate you. I appreciate the support. And really the only reason I do this, this doesn't, this doesn't, you know, the podcast doesn't go out to, um, you know I'm not making any money on this podcast, <laughs> which would be nice if I was, but you know the whole reason I do this is because I've had people who've said man this you' what you've said on this topic has really helped me. I really appreciate it i've been able to use this in some way, and so uh, really appreciate those comments. I appreciate people who get a positive impact from things that I say. And that's really kind of my mantra in life is, you know, there's so much, I mean, turn on the news for, heck, don't even turn on the news, go to any social media platform and read, you know, every fourth post and it's somebody complaining about our political climate. It's, it's this whole outrage culture that people love to be part of. And not that there aren't things to stand up for and fight for, but, you know, I, I, uh To quote Lady Gaga, of all people, (laughs) she was on some talk show last night and she was being asked something about social media. And she goes, well, first of all, social media is totally, it belongs in the toilet. And I think that's probably a spot on uh, thought about social media in general. Um, So having said all that, today's story is one that I'm really excited about. Uh, I think I'm going to title this podcast something like, How to get the best employees and pay them only minimum wage. And if you have come to this podcast because you maybe you've never listened to me before and you saw you saw this podcast title in the directory and you're thinking, yes, I need that. Absolutely. Teach me. How do I find the best employees who I only have to pay minimum wage to? I got bad news for you. I have okie doked you. I have I have tricked you because the answer to how do you find the best employees and only pay them minimum wage, the answer is you can't. That answer does not exist. It's not possible. And the the motivation for today's topic of conversation, it's it's a couple of things really. You may have seen in the news that a, a local Sonic store, in fact, I'm going to pull up this story if I can find it just so I don't butcher it uh, as, I'm, as I'm telling it, a local uh, Sonic store to, I say local, it's not local, it's in Circleville, Ohio, they walked out en masse to protest their new management and the workers all quit their stores uh, according to the person reporting this, the same thing happened at two other Sonic stores. And at one Sonic store, the, uh, the employees left a big note on the door, and I'll read it to you. It says, due to terrible management, the whole store has quit. Uh, the company has been given to people that don't care about anyone but themselves. Sorry for the inconvenience, but our team refuses to work for a company that treats their employees like they are blank when they have put everything into this store we have worked too hard for too long we are all off to better things uh, so, <laughs> so to the owners blank you <laughs> signed x sonic crew and and reading more about the story i just thought man that's that's interesting let's see what's going on here right and so i i started reading more about this and apparently their wages with new management who had come in and bought uh bought the store the wages of the employees had been lower to something like $4.24 or it's basically four bucks plus tips. And they said, Hey, you know, you're going to be able to earn tips. Uh, you know, those tips are going to go directly to you. And, but also we're going to lower your, your pay to $4 an hour. And you may be thinking, well, what about minimum wage? Well, in the service industry, you can actually pay people below minimum wage if you allow them to collect tips. And I know this because I was a server at a restaurant myself. And the way it works is, is as long as you make more than minimum wage when you account for your tips, uh, you can be paid whatever hourly rate that they want to pay you, right? So, uh, and I don't know, here, let me, let me Google this real quick. Uh, minimum wage Arkansas... Uh the minimum wage in Arkansas is 9.25 per hour. Wow. So in Ohio they're paying less than half of that. Yikes. So what what happens is um in the restaurant industry at, at my restaurant the hourly wage was uh 267 or 264 an hour. But with tips, you're making higher than nine twenty-five an hour. You know, you'll you'll work for a few hours and maybe you make fifty bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever, depending on the shift that you're working. And you know, based on whatever you make, as long as it's higher than minimum wage, the restaurant is legally in the clear for you. But let's say you work a lunch shift and nobody shows up that day, and or maybe it's bad weather and no one's really traveling out to eat. And let's say that on your lunch shift you work three hours and you only make twenty bucks total. Well, the restaurant then would have to pay you the difference of what they would have owed you had you not collected tips and were being paid minimum wage. So At $9.25 an hour, that would be uh, $27.75. So they would have to pay you the $7.75 difference because you technically did not earn minimum wage because no one came in and tipped you that much. So in the case for Sonic, what they've apparently done is you can still make your minimum wage, but when you're making over minimum wage, your pay is $4 an hour plus tips. Now, Sonic came out and said, hey, we actually didn't lower anyone's wages, which is technically correct, right? Because again, you, you legally cannot make less than minimum wage. So they technically did not lower anyone's pay. In fact, they've just changed it where if you're making over that minimum wage because you're receiving tips, your hourly pay will actually go down to $4 an hour. And again, as long as you are over that minimum wage mark, that's how it works, so the problem here isn't a legal matter. I mean, Sonic is totally in the clear. The problem is that you have a company that is very clearly not putting their employees' best interests in mind. And this is something that happens a lot in business. It's why, and it's actually really funny to me, I feel like I could talk about this topic almost on every podcast and there would still be people who who would listen to me and it would still not click for them. And a good way to think about this, I don't know if I've told this story before, but I was, I was working with a guy who he was talking about, he wanted to bring on a new employee and he said, Hey, how do I do this the right way? I can't even really pay them minimum wage. Uh, how do I find someone who's going to be really good at the job? And he, what he was looking for was a salesperson. He said, you know, I think I'm going to pay them on commission, but until they're making money, I mean, I, I can barely even, you know, scratch together minimum wage for this person. And I said, okay, let's, let's walk this through a little bit. Because often what happens is people in their businesses, they have real, sincere dysfunction for their business. They have things that are simply very wrong for their business. And this dysfunction is keeping them from actually being as profitable as they could be being, right? And so think about a business, let's even even stay with the fast food industry. Think about a fast food restaurant that you've been to, that you've thought, you know what? That really wasn't my favorite. I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Maybe KFC or Popeyes. I and I'm and I'm. You know, if that's your favorite restaurant. My bad. It's just that I never talk to anyone who's like, oh my gosh, I have to go. And when we're talking about fried chicken, people aren't saying KFC; they're saying Chick Fil A, right? Well, what typically happens when a company is struggling from a marketing perspective, from a branding perspective, perspective, when they simply are not producing? Uh, a sizable revenue that's allowing them to grow and expand, what typically happens is the owners or the management, they, they take that dysfunction and they punish the workers through it. And so I mentioned the guy who's trying to bring on this salesperson and says, you know what? I can't even pay them minimum wage. Well, this is a twofold problem. This is what I actually told this person was I said, first of all, you have so much dysfunction in your business that you're not even making enough money to pay someone a living wage. Let me let's just think about that for a second. There are some real problems in your product offering. And rather than solve that, you're thinking that bringing someone on at minimum wage is going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. All it's going to do, it's going to add greater pressure on you because now what you're doing is you're trying to run a business and you're also managing someone who, and this is the second problem, who probably doesn't know very much about sales. And here's how I know they probably don't know very much about sales. They don't know much about sales because... They're willing to take minimum wage to come work for you. They're willing to take next to nothing to come work for you. When if they were a good salesperson, which, you know, the sales arm of any company, I mean, it's it's, it's one of the most important arms of a company. The salesperson, they are rightfully rewarded based on the revenue they're bringing in. I have never met a good salesperson who said, you know what, I'm going to go work a minimum wage job for some startup company uh, just because, right? So it's not just that you have a dysfunction in your business. You're second of all, signing a death warrant for your business because you're effectively saying, I will take someone who's not at all qualified. And I would love to spend all of my time trying to train that person, fix the problems they have and what have you, right? Now, sometimes it gets a little bit more complicated than that. Sometimes you have business owners who they're trying to do someone a favor or they meet someone who, well, that's a really great person, excuse me, or I really like that person or I just want to give them a chance. And while that's very kind and moving and motivational and what have you, the smartest thing you can do for your business is to pay people what they're worth so that they actually want to work for you. And also, you're paying them what they're worth because you want a, you want to attract highly talented people, and this is not rocket science. This is not something that is uh, it's not something that will just blow your mind. This is something that is very simple to understand. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Seriously, you get what you pay for. That's that's all there is to it. There is a significant difference between the Burger King cashier and the Chick-fil-A cashier. There's a significant difference from the Sonic Bellhop and the Chick-fil-A cashier. There's a total difference. Why is that? Now, Chick-fil-A has, has a lot of other things going for it. They have a really strong mission. They have people who have, they're part of the culture. They're bought in. They get it. But the average pay of a cashier, an hourly employee at Chick-fil-A is $10 an hour. Ten dollars an hour. I don't know what it is in Arkansas because now that the minimum wage has gone up, I would assume it's a little higher than that. I would assume in Arkansas it's probably eleven or twelve dollars an hour because uh, I, I they, they aren't paying minimum wage. I know that, but they they understand that. If you pay just a little bit better than, than every other fast food restaurant in the business, you're going to get first grab on the highly talented employees, right? It's like a friend of mine who I really respect. I feel like he really gets this. He's talking about a business that he wants to start and run. And he was talking about the average take the average, uh, pay that someone gets in this job from an hourly perspective is something like maybe 17 or $18 an hour. And he was like, I'm going to pay him $20 an hour. And I was like, yeah, duh you know, I mean, it's two more dollars an hour. And, and, you know, I think, I I think I've, and, and I, and I, getting in this conversation, sometimes I have people who they overcomplicate things and they say, well, you can't pay $2 an hour cause that affects your margins. It affects, you know, maybe if it's, if it's like a, a service industry where you or it's a construction job I and mean, that affects everything. And it's, it's, it's my counter to that is that we really make business far more complicated than it needs to be. And I had a podcast episode on this, Uh, months ago, but especially in big organizations, people are making it way too complicated. You're making it way too challenging when it really doesn't have to be that challenging. And I loved Donnie Smith, the former CEO of Tyson, who he loves to tell the story of you know, they have all these spreadsheets, and they have all this paperwork and all of this data and they're all they're pouring this, this executive team is pouring over all of this data, trying to make a decision on what to do to save their business. And finally, Donnie Smith looks up and says, does anyone have any idea what any of this says? Like, does this make sense to anybody? And they all kind of look at each other and say, No. This is, this is nuts. This is way too complicated. And so they throw out all the spreadsheets, they throw out all the data and they say, okay, let's, let's just focus on what we know works. Now, coincidentally for Tyson, it was, we got to get back to our roots of a healthy culture of a strong company culture, right? So for you, whoever you are as a listener, you're probably in one of two, two places, You are in either A, you're the bucket of you're a business owner and you're thinking about how to manage and run your business. And that truth of you get what you pay for is it's something that you should should be at the front of your mind, especially as you're looking at talent. It's what talent am I willing to pay for? What talent am I willing to invest in? It's like the person I was coaching last year who said there's this role. It's a $70,000 average salary role i have $40,000 or i have $35,000 to pay this person how do i how do i find that person well you you go raise the other 35 grand you know if that's the average salary and you want to have someone who stays in this job and actually does a really good job at the job you got to pay them what they're actually worth uh so you're either in that boat or you're on the other side of it and you're working in a job where uh maybe you aren't getting paid what you're you're worth Maybe you're getting a, a very insignificant salary bump every year. And I, I want to challenge you to assert what you are worth. And this this can be really challenging because sometimes I talk to people who they say, I'm getting paid this much and I really feel like I should be getting paid this much. And as we work together and as we talk together, maybe I'm, as I'm coaching this person, I'm sometimes I'm trying to help them understand, hey, I know you think you're worth this much, But you're not. (laughs) And those are really hard conversations. You know, it's like, actually, no, I think you're probably getting paid what you think you're worth, right? Or, excuse me, you're getting paid what you actually are worth, right? Most of the time, that's, I mean, that's the minority. Most of the time, people are not getting paid what they're worth because businesses in general, they operate off a cost structure and they're looking for ways to keep their costs down, including their overhead and their capacity so that they can maximize the revenue of their business. And I want to challenge you to think about something. What's easier for the business owner? Is it easier for the business owner to deeply look at their product offering, their marketing, their branding, to look at these things that they, they maybe they can't necessarily plug the leaks. Is it easier to look over the entire company and rigorously try to solve the problems that are hurting their business? Or is it easier just to lower staff pay? Or is it easier to maybe, maybe not lower staff pay. Is it easier to uh, slowly pay people the promotions or the raises or whatever that they should be getting. Obviously, the second one is a lot easier. It's if I don't have full grasp of my business and I don't really necessarily know what's wrong, it's easier for me and it's cheaper for me to simply only give people a 1% raise or a 3% raise, or maybe, hey, everybody, sorry, no bonuses this year. It's easier for me to do that than to actually pull the levers and understand how to solve the problems in my business. And my encouragement to you, if you're an employee, and I, <laughs> I'm not saying you need to you know, have a revolution or quit your job tomorrow, all I'm saying is, I have found in life one of the most qual- most valuable qualities you can have is assertiveness. And when you are not asserting your value to people, they will dictate it for you. There was an article that came out on Forbes uh, maybe two years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was. And it said that people will increase their pay uh, by an average of like, I don't know, it was like 14% or 18% for every new company they join. And the research that they were looking at was that people effectively what happens is whenever they leave their job, they take their salary and they can leverage that for a pretty significant bump at a new job. Uh, and it, that it's actually much more profitable. It was something like people will, will earn 70 to 90% more money over a 10 year span by actually changing jobs at a regular pace. Than what, than what they would make if they just stayed in their job that whole 10-year span. And I, and, and I know I'm describing it really poorly here, but the nuts and bolts of it is that, and I'm, and I'm also not talking about people who are just really bad at their job, lazy, whatever. The nuts and bolts of it, though, are that typically you will make much more money by changing jobs regularly. And the reason for that, it's not because, you know, let's say you change jobs in March, it's not because the month of March you just your value just skyrocketed. It it's it's the analogy that I think of, and this is like a total, it's a brutal analogy if you don't like sports. So in the NBA, for example, players are are really uh, criticized. They're brutally talked about if they don't do everything for their team. If they don't, and I'm even gonna be I'm gonna be brave here, and I'm gonna talk about the person who I dislike the most in the NBA, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He left to go join the Golden State Warriors, which was a championship-winning team. People gave him a lot of flack for it, and if you're over it, you shouldn't be. You should give him flack. Even though it was years ago, I'm not letting it go. You should still give him flack today. But so the way it typically operates is when someone says, hey, I want to switch teams, that person is called a backstabber, they're called unloyal, they're called whatever. Well, on the flip side, it's really a double standard. And Kobe Bryant was talking about this. He's an old Lakers player. Kobe Bryant was talking about this. He said, it's really not fair that a player will try to do what's best for them. And they'll be called disloyal. They'll they'll be called a backstabber. They'll be called all these awful things about their character. But in a moment, a business will trade a player to get a different player so that they can be a better team and be ultimately more profitable. I think the same thing is true about your business owners and, and I'm a business owner myself. I have lots of friends who are great business owners, so I'm I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush here, but there are business owners out there who are, are more content to string along their employees rather than pay them what they're worth. They're more content, you know. You have an employee who maybe it's their first year on the job, and they just knock it out of the park. And what they get is a pat on the back, or they get, man, it's a great. You know what? I wasn't going to give you a raise, but you know what? I'm going to give you a one percent raise, which is meaningless. It's nothing. <laughs> it makes no difference for that person. But rather than, and and again, I'm not. I, I don't want to imply that there's something this mass conspiracy of like every business owner is in on it. Because you may have you may have the most well intentioned caring boss in the world, but yet that person still does not understand how to retain talent. They don't understand that. And it's not that you as an employee, and let me just say this, if you're the employee, do not feel guilty about wanting more money. Because I think the reason that employees are taken advantage of more often than not is because for the most part, people are loyalists. They want to do the right thing they want, I mean, regardless of how selfish we all may be in these moments of, of trying to do right, we try to be very selfless. And so, you know what? I didn't get the promotion this year. I didn't get the raise this year that, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to work harder for it next year. When, when, and you know, we're very self sacrificial and altruistic because, because more often than not, the people that I interact with, they're trying to do what's right for the business. It's very noble. It's very caring. It's, it's really admirable. And I want to encourage you to never feel guilty for wanting more money. Because here's, here's all the things, and it's it's actually what is it's really disingenuous about some people that I talk to who they are, you know, maybe they're making a six-figure salary, maybe they're even making a seven-figure salary, and they, they get after people who aren't making that much money, and they sort of characterize them in negative light. And I say things like, you know, I know you were... I know you were in their shoes at some point because it's not about just making more money. It's not about, you know, being super greedy. It's that the weight of a mortgage is so real. And I remember there was a time where my wife and I, we did not know how we were going to pay our rent. And I remember we went to, we went to Bank of America and we opened a credit card account, which (laughs) would not recommend this to anybody, but we were so desperate. It was like, I do not know how to pay our rent tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to do. And so let's open a credit card. Let's put it on that. It's, it's at least the best we can do for now, right? And so, yeah, you know, there's a real weight that comes with the mortgage. There's a real weight. I mean, you're, you're trying to drive to work and the car breaks down. It's the only car you have in your family. And, and, and you take it to the shop and they say, hey, it's going to be $2,000. That creates real weight and stress, not on just you, but also if you're married, in the relationships you have. I was listening to a guy who had been married for 20 or 30 years and he said, man, there is no other time that love goes out the door than when you're broke because the stress and the pain and the burden that puts on you. I mean, my wife and I, we had to go to the emergency room last year and I was in the the ER for maybe an hour and I got a a bill for $2,800 and I just thought I couldn't breathe. I thought, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? And so don't let people guilt you for wanting to make more money. And second of all, your character can be maintained and you still look for that next raise, promotion, what have you. You know, just don't let a, a person make it about loyalty or you just don't care or you just don't, you know, yada, yada, yada. Your income matters. And that's the one thing that I think is admirable about these Sonic employees is they said, you know what, we deserve better, we're going to get better. And you have owners who just frankly don't understand it. The issue is not are they really making minimum wage or not. The issue is that you have employees who obviously long term feel like they are not making what they should be making, and they do they do not feel valued. If you're an owner, do not do that to your employees. And if you are the employee, dude, you've got to assert your value. You've got to own your value. I'm not a genius by any means, but I can point to the companies who are doing this well and they're knocking it out of the park. Sometime next month, I'm going to have uh, Stephanie Medford, the CEO of Ronald McDonald House Charities uh, here in here in Arkansas. She's going to be on the podcast. And every time I talk to her, she talks about the the financial incentives, the raises, the bonuses, the things that she's paying out, not a one percent. We're talking double digits, things in terms of percent uh things that she's paying out to her employees because she gets it and they're having one of the best years they've ever had they're having other chapters come to them and say what are you doing can you teach me can you help me what, how are you doing so well financially it's because they really understand how to pay the price to get employees that really matter. Do not be like Sonic. Don't be like these people who they they are literally ruining, they're driving their company into the ground and then they're blaming their employees saying, well, they just weren't hard workers. Well, they were just, you know, one of my favorites is, oh, you know, they're millennials. So what can you expect? You know, I mean, do don't be that person. Pay people what they're worth. And if you're an employee, I mean, you got to assert your value. You got to you have to actually go where you're getting paid what you deserved because and here's something that that I think will will blow your mind I was talking to a guy who he's a he's a former CEO and he said from ages 30 to 40 he said he really took a next to nothing pay because he was trying to do what was best for the company and he said it was one of his biggest regrets he said I never realized I thought I was doing what was loyal for my business And I realized all I was really doing was I was, I was ruining my, my state of being. I was ruining my, my ability to provide for my family and to open some doors that I would have, I'm I'm opening for them. I'm opening those doors for them now, man, I really wish I could have opened those back in my thirties. Okay. That's all I got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. We're going to knock on wood and say, yeah, next Monday, we're going to have a new episode coming onto the podcast. I'm going to do all that I can to actually be somewhat consistent. Uh, and as, as always, if you want to dialogue with me, if I said something that you agree with or even disagree with, shoot me a message, send me an email, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. Uh, and if you are, are working in your business and you want another perspective, man, s- send me some info and I would love to talk, give you some insight, give you some free advice uh, and give you some good advice and uh, hope to help you out. Thanks so much. I'll catch you all later. See ya.